I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've got a, um, a salad in a bowl. Oh, is it, like it, from, is it a cardboard a, bowl from like a, bo- a place that is we, like we do bowls? I think to kind of get takeaways and then to go for like a salad option feels... Like, one, like a healthier, better choice. Like, you're mm-hmm. really growing up. But two, like, really LA. Yeah. I like to go to a salad place and then ultimately order some kind of... Sometimes they have, like, a a meal which really gets quite far away from salad. It's, like, a lot of rice and it's hot. And uh, maybe there's, like, nacho chips on the top. Like, I go to the healthy place and order the worst thing they've got. Like a bowl? You mm. people call it a bowl? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was an amazing... Um, What's in your salad? Oh, um, you know, I often just go for a Caesar. Really? A little bit of boiled egg, a little bit of chicken, a little bit of bacon. Croutons? Croutons in there? Yeah, there is something crunchy, but I think it might be cheese. Um, Like a burnt cheese that they've like crumpled over top. And I had my first kind of cultural clash uh, because I'm in Melbourne and I was like, um, I'll get Kumita, please. (gasps) And she was like, what? (laughs) And then I was like, Kumita. Kumara, like totally I didn't realise that it was like a New Zealand specific word because you know it is that one word that like even the racists will use yeah isn't isn't sweet potato and kumara two separate things as well that's what I kind of thought yeah because I, um, I, I always think of sweet potato is more of a yam yeah kind of and more orangey right I think of the red, red kumara. sorry my mic's screwing up a red kumara is a kumara to me Yes. But I guess they're all Kumara. Yeah, I don't know, but truly all just sweet potato over here. Um, wow. So, you know, and then she was like, I'm going to really, oh, she was Irish and I kind of went American just then. Um, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to really run with that. <laughs> Fuck, I think I used to be able to do accents and now I can't. I get worse and worse as years go on. And truthfully, the reason I ever wanted to be a performer is because I saw someone do an Irish accent in a play and I was like, that's so fun. And then I really thought accents were going to be my thing. After Banshees of Inner Shy, I thought I could do it, but then um, I thought I could do it. But uh, anyway, cure theme song. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a phase. It's for me, Welcome along to this week's episode of The Male Gaze. You're really giving me kind of um, old broadcasting. And welcome along. Like RNZ. <laughs> You're giving me RNZ, Hill, good morning. Actually. I am Jesse Mulligan. <laughs> In headlines today, <laughs> Demi Lovato. <laughs> I was thinking about that clip of Demi being interviewed and being like, what's your favorite dish? And then Demi says, I really like a mug. 
<laughs> oh my oh obsessed oh, never really that. also obsessed with the video of demi singing um skyscraper to the ghost yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you know what there is something to be said about looking for your clips on youtube like it's kind of like it feels analog you know because mm. you have to really dig whereas you know on tiktok it's like it's automatic it's just throwing content at you whereas like when you go onto youtube you're really having to like go into the mines and and hunt for your content i love i love trying to find uh trying to find you've got to put your mic on something stable i reckon you're right yeah i might have to put it on a book Give me a second. Give me a second. It's good. I'm going to not move, which I think will be really good for my energy on the podcast. Just to kind of sit still. My thumb is kind of holding the base of the mic stand. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's going to be Technology is failing us. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You seem to... so uptight. I seem uptight. <laughs> because of, like, your janky little cable and your microphone. I know. I think ultimately I just need to buy a new mic cable, but I just don't even know where you would go to do that. Probably the place you bought it from two years ago. The internet. But Tim Bat, Tim Bat just gave me the l- link and I clicked it. So I'm not going to trawl through messages. It is so hard doing stuff for yourself, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say I had to cold call a former All Black for work like 10 minutes before I got here. That's actually why I was late, which actually the listeners don't know because they don't know that we started this a little bit later than we thought. But God... I'm really trying to get over my fear of cold calling people because it is an important part sometimes of just jobs. And today I just had to call someone quite famous and um, I got a seance to right, right away and was actually very warm and friendly as most people are when they answer the phone. So it was I was on the project doing the news, but mm. in a fun way. Um, and I always learn something when I come back on the project, which is crazy, you know, because I guess it is the news <laughs> and it was new information to me. Uh, and tele- telephobia, I think they call it, which is the fear of making phone calls. Um, and it's on the rise. Um, apparently, it's a big block for not just you, but lots of people. Yeah, because we're, we're so used to bloody texting. And texting is so easy and it's a dream. And some of my closest friends, I will never, ever speak to on the phone. I mean, I'm seeing them in real life huge, where I'm texting. I'm a huge phone guy. Um, love to just, if I feel like it's a text, like a big, long text... I'd rather get on the blower. And then my other option would then be to voice memo and then text. Wow. Really? Text last. Text last. Well, now I feel like am I driving... um, The... Our communication methods. Because we... we, I don't know when the last time you would have called me was. Voice message a bit, though. Voice message a bit. Voice memo a little bit, yeah. I... Mainly voice memo my husband, um, when especially when like touring, we send each other a little mini podcast basically. Cute. Um, it's a great way. And you can just <laughs> listen to it while you're sort of pottering Welcome around. Welcome along to this week's episode of Your Husband's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds so cute. <laughs> I like to thank my sponsor, um, the Hoyts. <laughs> oh my God. He's not going to Hoyts. Where's the Hoyts? Is there a Hoyts in Auckland? Yeah. I can't tell you, I couldn't say where, but there is Event feel one. like they got the, the, the stranglehold on, um, isn't it funny the word like stranglehold and chokehold have just become like yeah. colloquialisms, but then you hear it and then you're like, that is so intense. It's a very aggressive language. Choking is full on. Yeah. Um, Hoyt's Sylvia Park. Hoyt's Sylvia Park, which actually used to be the go-to place for movie premieres before the advent of the new market mall. 
a gorgeous place. Oh, heavenly. I, we actually went there the other day um, and we were almost going to have dinner in the mall. And I was a little bit excited about it because I do feel at home in that space. Um, but we didn't follow through because it was like, it's too much money to spend on a meal that you, you, you're really ducking and diving around the mall between places that you think are quite bad mm. and also places with quite racist names. Yeah, and some of it's quite expensive as well. Sometimes it's all of that in one place and it's $33 for yeah. a meal. Good luxes, though. I, I rate the food court above the um, the restaurants up top. Yeah. Oh, the food court space. I adore it. Adore it. Because... You're eating at a mall. So why would you choose to go higher brow? Like, mm. get a mall curry. Like, if you're eating in the mall, go for that full experience. Be part of the community. Don't pretend you're better than it. Exactly. Don't pretend you're not in a mall. Can I tell you about a little treat that I ate today? Yes. You'll hate it. It's like a cherry ripe bite. New product. Oh. Okay. Was it's it sponsored? Like an Easter Was it gifted? No, no, no. It, well, it was gifted by a colleague, but they bought one for everyone in the office because they loved them so much and wanted everyone to try it. And guess what? Reviews are in. Not one person refused it and everyone said they liked it. So you cherry ripe fuckwits that say you don't like cherry. Whoa, so, whoa, 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 so whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. <laughs> Can you please take three deep breaths? Because I am not anti cherry ripe. Mm-hmm. However, I am pro everything else. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I'm really sorry for lashing out, but people get people do, and yeah. I'm not saying it's you, but a lot of people have a lot to say about cherry ripes. And guess what? If people hated them so much, no one would buy them. They would stop selling them. The fact that they're still on the shelves is again. You don't need to be like. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, these are like a, it's almost like a half an egg full of bloody delicious cherry and some jelly and some coconut. Oh, that's interesting. They've played mm. with the textures a little bit. Yeah, a little bit more than you get in the bar. You know, I think cherry ripe is just dealing with the idea that there's a couple of other stars in the box um, that, you know, are more crowd pleasers. Even though cherry ripe has like a real, she is a niche movie star. You know, she is like, um, who would she be? Like no, but she is the punchline. She is. She is. She she's is the your... Lena Dunham of the of of the favorite box. Do you reckon? But Lena Dunham is like Lena Dunham is something that we all liked at one point, and then we uh, everyone kind of moved on from because it was problematic. L- Lena Dunham is Nestle. Hello. <laughs> oh, Guy Montgomery's listening to our podcast. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> I got the door wide open. <laughs> Who do you, what are you, what's your um, argument, guy? A niche movie star. Judy Greer. Do you know who that is? Mm, I think it needs to be someone who's kind of like popular, but people love to punch down on a lot. That's why I'm saying Lena Dunham. Yeah, but Lena Dunham, yeah. Because, and now people are going back thinking, you know what? Girls wasn't that bad. Girls was actually quite funny. We just didn't get it at the time and it just became a joke. Yeah, true. I was thinking maybe like Brie Larson. Brie Larson gets a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, or who's that girl from um, Girl, Woman, Actress, um, Comedian. Um, she's in the, like the the mate, Divergent. Shailene oh, Woodley. Um, I'm Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you sometimes do that where you can't think of the name and you just sort of like roughly go through the sounds of the name and hoping someone else will pick it up? Yeah. It's like Shailene Woodley. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's all right to do that if the person is white. White. Um, hey, we got to talk. One of the reasons that we're doing an episode is actually because uh, um, there was a giant protest on the weekend. And at the protest, someone did say to me, you better do an episode this week. and actually it's so good that more gay male voices are thrown into this conversation oh my gosh that is really getting to me at the moment is the fact that there's no um trans people on any of these panels talking about this on the media and it's like i'm sure they want to speak as well yeah it's so weird that they're never the like it's like you know it is the subject of the issue that people are talking about. You'd think you'd yeah. talk to someone who has a lived experience of it. Yeah. The person who the hate speech is is towards. Um, I heard someone say something today and it like made me like, I just spun out um, about, they were like, imagine if it flipped, imagine if it was a trans rights protest and then, and then that was like pulled down and people weren't allowed to speak by the others. And I was like, well, that's a completely different, that's a completely different thing. Because but also, that's kind of what Posey Parker's arguing anyway, is that yeah. she doesn't want trans women in her spaces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, she's like, you're not allowed in here anyway. Like, the voices are being silenced. <sighs> oh, yeah. Anyway. It's pretty gnarly stuff, I eh? Like, and, oh, yeah, if there's any, like, trans folk listening to this, you know, and I'm sure... In many ways, we should probably move on so that you can um, just enjoy, not have just to suffer some more stuff. of yeah. this discourse because it has gone on and on and on in a way that is so ugly. What is the temperature of New Zealand at the moment in terms of this Christopher Luxon debacle, in terms of him demanding an apology from Marta Davidson about <laughs> her comments around white men? To all says white men, he wanted an, ap- an apology. <laughs> Marma to the people affected in the community, the community being cis, the community of cis white men. Um, I would say people have just. I would say it still feels very much like the news is focused on Marma, which is so shit. I'm like, God, she, she. I mean, what she, she got hit by a motorbike. She got hit by a motorbike. She says so many amazing, powerful things. Being accosted by um, someone from bloody Counterspin Media, the worst people in the world. And then this one thing's been pulled out. One thing which is actually, I mean, you can't say it's factually accurate because it's because the stats are skewed because people don't get convicted for domestic violence offence. And the people that do get convicted are, I, I, I mean, it's still more white people than brown people, but still those groups are are overrepresented but it's because of all the systemic problems i don't know i can't it just seems ridiculous that it is the point of the conversation like like that's the that is the outcome of that protest protest. is that you're you're gonna make that the story it just seems so ridiculous to me yeah i feel like people are getting so far away from the fact that this is these these turfs are speaking about a threat that doesn't exist (laughs) they're making it up it's all made up fictionalized stories about people transitioning because they want to invade the woman's bathroom, which has never happened, doesn't happen. It's yeah. fiction. It's, I think, really revealing the immense difficulty in terms of this conversation in the wake of like fake news and people being able to just pull a fact from an unknown mm-hmm. source and be like, well, here's some evidence. And you're like, where have you found this? Because you haven't had to, you've had to search far and wide. And I've, it is most likely definitely made up. Yeah. To the worst corners of the internet. And there's no coincidence why, like, 
Oh. Why are you on such a rampage? Like, get on with your life. Yeah. Just get on with your life. You, you clearly don't know any trans people. <laughs> I saw the same, um, uh, uh, you know, Mike King's son. His name is, um, his name is, I can't remember. He's a rapper and he, and he's like, speaks out about, basically was massively anti-vax and now has moved on to this issue. And that is like such a huge correlation is like all the people who are jumping on this bandwagon are people who used to be anti-vax. And he did a tweet making the opposite point being like, do you notice that any of the people who aren't actually LGBTIQ plus who are jumping in defense of these trans issues uh, are the same people who told us to get the COVID jab? And I'm like, yeah, that is, that's because they're people who listen to science and research and credible sources anyway oh let's, God, where we, do you begin like everyone is so firmly in their in their camps you know like there's like that the, the discourse online in particular feels just so futile because it's like it's not no one is listening like yeah. no one is listening and you know I mean, we are right, <laughs> which is like the really, you know, that's the hard bit to communicate, isn't it? To be like, well, people need to listen out. and learn. You're wrong. But you are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to hear any more of what you have to say because it is trash. What do you do? Like, how do you, you like have to show them their evidence or like that the thing is, and this is what it comes down to again, like if we just had like, if the media allowed for more trans people to be at the front of this discourse and conversation and be able to lead it mm-hmm. from their experience, their point of view, then, you know, you're getting, a, you can't really deny someone's experience of something. I keep thinking. Yeah. Versus like a political hot take is like, you know, weirdly up for debate because that is one person's political stance versus someone's lived experience of something is like, you know, even though they'll have a crack at it. <laughs> When people are like, oh, they're jumping on the woke bandwagon or whatever, but you can't, you couldn't say that if the person speaking was the person who the issue actually affects. That's why I'm like, we need more trans people. We need the media to get trans people on air instead of, and wonderful people are speaking on this issue, but none of them have the lived experience. Do you have, I've forgotten the name of our queen of the week. Do you have her name? Her name is Ellie. Hold up. I just. Let's go for our little sting because I know it's in there somewhere. Ali Rubashkin, the rainbow refugee, intersex trans woman who threw tomato juice on um, on Fozzie Parker and who has, I mean, her social media, she's tweeting like truly every few minutes, but it's all so good. And she just writes slay at the end of all her tweets. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives me so, so, so much. What is it? I think I loved for a good long time. There was a period where we were trying to get the facts straight on whether it was sauce, soup, or juice. I know it was paint for a little bit. It went paint, then soup, then sauce, then juice. What is it? <laughs> it's juice. It's juice. I believe it's like a Kerry tomato juice from it, which from I think bottle. is a great drag name now. Kerry tomato, tomato juice. juice. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, I was also thinking about like Albert Park being the space that is like, I was talking to Michael about it because he's done some work around this, like in terms of the, you know, queer liberation, like Albert Park is such a cornerstone for that, you know, in terms of it being in the university campus, like mm. there was a lot of like queer liberation kicking off in, in that rotunda, like in that space. And so it does feel so particularly targeted that Posey Parker wanted to have the, conference like this what was it because it wasn't a conference 
No, she just wanted to speak for the whole thing is so weird, eh? So stupid. I'm like, you, you, you've got an online space. Like this yeah. could have been a Zoom. Yeah, exactly. And she's speaking all the time, and it's kind of like a meet and greet. Is that what it is? I don't or know. Like, if she was to speak, would she just say the? Does she say, say the same thing in every place she goes? But then they're all live streamed, so it's all on the internet. Well, that's the thing. Is it an intentional, like, choice? Of like, you know, to like sort of aggravate and mm. um, sort of bring down and protest. Like it is not, it is not a conference. It doesn't seem like a conference. Like it is like, you know, this. It, it's out in this sort of public space. Yes, yeah, in an outdoor venue, and they've all been outdoors, right? So I'm, or at least it's a, it's a rally. It feels well. like a rally. Yeah, a rally that like thirty. 20, 30 people show up to and five of them are Nazis. <laughs> this is crazy. It's so crazy. It's I hate her. I hate her fucking sunglasses so much. Little, <laughs> little, little white sunglasses. <laughs> it's, um, I, I was like weirdly in this, like really, I think cause everyone would be talking about it so much and like, you've been watching clips of her online and then like, you're sort of like really, really there to like, you know, support everyone and, and be behind this like massive, like, you know, silencing of it. And then there's a little part of you that gets like almost starstruck. I got a small glimpse of it. Yeah. Like the signs moved out of the way for a brief time and I saw her do some pointing and I was like, wow, she's going for it. It was, uh, you know, it was like so beautiful the way that it transformed into this sort of trans, uh, like, what would you call it? Like, I guess. Just trans rights celebration. Just trans yeah. celebration. Just, just like, and such a beautiful intersection of like protesters and brass band um, players. I know. And anyone who brought their recorder was so good. Yeah. Just people was, knocking pots. I um, had bought a new thermos and um, I was really showing it off. You know, I was really proud of this thermos and then I needed a noisemaker. I realized I didn't turn up with one. So I put my, some coins in that thermos and was shaking it and I've really smashed that thermos up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it dented on the inside? But for the cause, you know, for the cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's absolutely... I, I had been whacking sort of $3 <laughs> to fear around in it for about 30 minutes. <laughs> so it was a really nice new thermos, Chris. I know. It's still, it was. It's still functioning though, right? And you did yeah, clean I mean, it, it as well after that grubby had, coin. Yeah, I was like, I do not want whatever kind of strange finger disease I'm going to get from drinking a, a coffee out of this. Do you know? Do you want to know something haunting? Yes. You, you're meant to wash your reusable drink bottle every day. Otherwise, it gets bacteria in it. Yeah. yeah. I don't Isn't do that. Isn't it funny? Like, like, water bottle culture has become such a thing. Mm. But, like, I used to thrash around a pump for, like, a month. Yeah, I've got... I've actually got a pump right now because I had to buy one in Dunedin. But... You do feel not like to bring yeah. it out in public. You feel like a naughty anti-environment. I've been on TikTok and there's all these little like girlies online who are buying these like Frank Green surprise boxes. Has this popped up in your TikTok at all? Uh-uh. So it was like a promotion that they did, I think, where they had like all this dead stock that they were trying to get rid of and you could just pay like X amount and get a whole bunch of thermoses and drink bottles or whatever like thrown into a box 
and then you got it was like lucky dip and everyone's kind of opening them and like either being like yes the colors i like or oh god i don't like this and it's so weird to be like hoarding like a drink bottle that's whole intention is about like sustainability and yeah like buying less you just need one it's so weird how totes and drink bottles i just get given and keep cups Yes. I've been given so many. Yeah. And these things that are meant to help us be more sustainable, companies yeah. are like, whack my logo on it, print it out, send it to whoever it's will cute. take it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that keep cups are kind of like USBs in that sense that you, they're sort of, they're not in your life permanently. They're no. sort of temporarily there. Like you might, they're sort of flings. <laughs> yeah, you have them up. for a couple of weeks, a, a month, maybe a year, and then it sort of it goes separate ways. It, it goes to like you know, stays on the plane and travels mm. to Bali or something. But then, do you worry that if that keep cup gets thrown it? Because I heard this. I don't know if this is true. That <laughs> yeah, wait, where, where have you been? Your facts from? Um, Counterspin, my favorite <laughs> yeah. radio station. They um, what? If, what's the new Peter Williams one? I don't know. But there's billboards everywhere. Oh, I've seen that. They're everywhere. Rodney and it's Hyde, like Peter Williams, Chantel, whatever her name is. Like the real conversation. And then there's a little part of you that thinks, I don't think it is. Well, yeah, I don't think it is a real conversation. I, <laughs> I think it's just- your conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, equal debate. I was like, I think you've been like, let's have this debate on my turf now. Oh my gosh, Rachel Smalley this week. Oh my God. I'm so glad her show's at 5 a.m. so no one listens to it. Anyway. <laughs> the, um, oh yeah, you have to use a, a reusable bag like 20,000 times for it to be worthwhile compared to just using one plastic bag once. And I wonder if that's the same for keep, like if you're constantly using, losing keep cups, would it be better to just go your softy cups all the time? I. I, honestly, I love a brown paper bag from Countdown, and I truly I think too. there's a weird judgment that they give you when you're like, "Can I buy a twenty cent bag?" And they're sort of like, oh, "You haven't remembered, you're reusable, mm. you chump." But it is a much better option for me. It's probably doing less damage to the environment, and I get to tear it up and put it in my compost. I I like them, but I'm often buying. 1.5 litres of olive oil, which ultimately will rip through the bag within seconds. How much, do you, how much olive oil do you... You love frying eggs, eh? Love fr- I have fried eggs every morning. I use olive oil with every meal in the evening. I'm using olive oil all the time. All yeah. the time. Never That's stop gorgeous. It. Yeah. Good on olive oil, eh? They're gorgeous. Uh, really? I'm so glad olive oil hasn't become a sustainability issue. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's like milk... <laughs> Almonds, eggs, eggs, mm. and then like, but olive oil has slipped on through. Keep on, keep on coming. Yeah, I, I, God, I'd hate. Imagine oh, probably if is. You know stopped. what? Probably is. Yeah, probably, probably within a few weeks we're going to be like, oh, this super- guys, this supermarket has olive oil, so go there. They're going to get the last ones, or just like what it's doing to the environment or something like harvesting all those olives. But they're just tiny little things. I thought, yeah. Everything that you- they, is it, it is so weird that when you eat them, you have to um, take them out of your mouth again. Like it's that it is wild eating an olive in front of people because of the little seeds. Yeah, it's. I can't think of a way to make it classy. Like I've yet to sort of eat an olive 
because you're sort of always fiddling with this little stone in your in your lips at the end of the at the end of the olive, and it's at the beginning when dinner's still sort of chic and you haven't sort of carved into your mm. chicken yet. It's embarrassing when you leave when you go to put the pit back in, and there's quite clearly quite a little bit of olive flesh still on. Like yeah. you didn't actually eat all the olive, and I find with the fat green olives that happens a lot as well. Yes, it's and hard to clean them up. Yeah, and then you're like putting them in that little toilet bowl with all the other little stones, and it just feels you know humiliating. Hey, I went to your favorite cafe finally in Dunedin when I was there because you told me to go years ago, and then I finally went. Got oh, a Reuben sandwich side on, side on, gorgeous best, spot, best cafe in Dunedin. Actually, went two days in a row, and they've just recently opened a new place that I also went to two days in a row called Pizza Bar, which is um, pizza and cocktails. Oh, oh god, just around the corner from the old place. I truly think Dunedin is one of the greatest cities in the world. I think it's. Um, I often love it. This time, <laughs> I will say it was freezing cold. There is road. Don't you love that? No, no. It was so great. It was like cold and dark. It felt like nighttime all day. Yeah, love that. No, and there was roadworks all down the main strip, which yeah. I appreciate. It's going to re enliven the city, but like at the moment, for the time that I was there, also I had I didn't have any friends that were in town with me, so I was just kind of wandering around alone in the cold. That was a big part of uh, my experience. But I had a great time doing the shows and met lovely people. Didn't you like almost die or something in hospital? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I haven't even brought that up on this pod. What Did happened? I- so You didn't even tell me, I think. And then someone was like, I saw Eli in hospital and his close friends. And I was like, I missed that. So I either didn't see it or I'm not mm. in Eli's close friends. You're definitely in my close friends. You oh, must have just God. not chosen to, to ignore a green circle on Instagram. So I know. It's actually because you know that it's something good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many green circles do you reckon you get? Hmm. I've got a couple of people who are like active green circlers. Yeah. But then, like, it's very rare. Yeah, I would say on the regular there's like... Five-ish people. But then amazing sometimes to scroll. You know, sometimes you scroll and you find the people you actually haven't looked at their story and then to see a green, a green circle oh, on yeah, someone you, wow. haven't even, you haven't even watched their red circle stories and then you're like, oh my God, <laughs> this relationship is, is defined differently to both of us. <laughs> that is amazing when you're like, oh my God, I'm in close friends. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway, here's the goss. I had a pain in my stomach just to the right of my belly button. And then I... What kind of pain? Um, It was weird. It was like a hard... It felt like hard. It didn't really feel like anything I'd felt before. It didn't feel like a stomach bug. It was just like... I'm constantly getting like sharp pains in my body in like different places. And I'm always just like, oh, that'll work itself out. Like I never would think, you know, oh, time to call the ambulance. Yeah. Maybe you have chronic pain like Lady Lady Gaga. No, it's like... It'll be like, oh, maybe that's like the food I'm processing or I don't know. Like, Yeah. I used to, randomly when I was a kid, I was like, sure, there was maybe, I was like, one day I'm going to go to the doctor and they're going to be like, oh, this is wrong with you. And then they'll remove that thing. Like the Simpsons episode I watched recently where Homer has a crayon in his brain and then they take it out and then suddenly, like all the things that you've ever been bad at or that you didn't understand, you suddenly get because there's a crayon in your brain. Yes, I would love that. Mm. Anyway, this pain was like really annoying me um, for a day and then I couldn't sleep overnight and then I kind of Googled um, the appendix thing because I was like, maybe this is that because it feels like it's getting worse and I've been awake all night. I couldn't point to you where my appendix is. Well, I can tell you now, if you get appendicitis, the pain will start directly behind your belly button and then it will move slightly to the right. 
Behind your belly button. Yeah. It's so weird to think of your body, like, having pains in the middle of your body. Like, you always think it's, like, <laughs> close to the skin. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, you're, we're thick. We're thick, aren't and we? There's a lot of little, little boys in There's bits in, here. in the middle of it. You're like, I would never think, like... You know, I can't feel the like the middle of my body. There's flaps oh, and crevices and all sorts inside there. I would hate to see my organs. It would never, I would never get it out of my head. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I would love to see them, actually. Really? Just to have another thing to feel insecure about would be quite cool. The thing... You ever talked of uh, like a woman who's given birth and they've talked about like after you give birth and then your organs were in like different places around yeah. the baby and then they and you can feel them moving back to their homes. Oh! It's amazing. Isn't the human body amazing? I went to the doctor and she was like, that is probably your appendix. So then I had to <gasps> pick up all my stuff, go straight to the hospital. Were you in Dunedin? No, I was in Auckland. This was like, oh. yeah, like 24 hours before I was meant to fly. And so then I was in the hospital all day and I had to get the, I had to get a CT scan when they put the dye, inject the antibody. I fainted during the blood test because they tried three veins before they could get any blood oh, to come out. Brother. Really bad. And after I fainted, one of the nurses, so like 10 people ran into the room because the alarm sounded and everyone runs <gasps> in. Into your room? Into my room. Were you loving that attention a little bit or were you scared? Well, then one of them said, Weren't you on Dancing with the Stars just after I fainted in my hospital gown? Like, so dazed. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but, when will you ever not see me in a state of distress? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. From one trauma to another. Um, <laughs> but I always faint from blood tests. I hate them. They re- it re- I wish, and every time I try and be a big, brave boy, and the last one I had, I was fine. But um, something about... Blood coming out of my body really means I don't know if it's I've also got a crazy low heart rate. Like sometimes my Apple Watch um tells me something's off because it will go below forty I've for heard overnight. The Apple Watch doing this to people, and I just think it shouldn't. Like no, I think it's the Apple strong. Watch should be like I think the Apple Watch needs to find a way to communicate that information that's a little more chill. Yeah. Yeah. It stopped doing it for me, so either um, my heart rate's gone up or it's just it had an update and chilled out a little bit. Because I was kind of scared, but I think that my, my theory is that is maybe why blood tests are crazy for me and why they have to try multiple veins because my heart rate's quite slow, so maybe the blood's not pumping around my body as quick as it should. I, I really know. hate to like take this moment away from you, mm. um, but uh, do you have a fact of the gay? Because um, I'm sort of saying that from the position of having done no research. What I looked up, actually, what I thought was going to be an interesting fact of the gay, and it's kind of relates to the Queen of the Week. So our Queen of the Week, Ellie, was um, born intersex, which is one of those things that I'm like, the whole turf argument just immediately falls apart if you just realize that intersex people are not just a, 
not just around, but a significant part of the population. And so I, then I was trying to find out how many intersex people there are in New Zealand because I remember hearing a fact that there's more um, intersex people than redheads. Like they're a bigger population than redheads. Wow. Um, and so there was one academic article written almost two decades ago suggesting roughly 2.3% of the population would be intersex. But we don't know the stats. But three big butts here. We just, of course, did the, our census in I was just thinking that. They asked questions about gender and sexuality for the first time, so we actually might get some legitimate stats on this. So, so the fact of the gate is um, coming soon. There might be some facts. <laughs> it's a work in the process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? It is amazing. that cause Now, was I supposed to do the census? I wasn't there. No, if you're not in the country, you don't do it. What amazing. That's why Harry Styles had to do it. So weird that Harry Styles is speaking about his experience in the country versus mine, but mm. whatever. Yeah, he's he's counted. He's been counted. He's been counted for. Um, what what do they want to know? I honestly can't. I remember it being really quick in terms of forms that you have to fill out. It was nothing compared to like, like the survey after you did the Fringe Festival. That's like two hours long. <laughs> or like the survey on the plane. You know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God. I filled that out so many times that I still have to read every single question because I just feel like they're going to throw one because it's always like, no, 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 no. And I'm always scared of throwing a yes in there just to keep you on your toes. Mm. The census you have to do a door. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, oh, my gosh. Have you noticed on the plane when you do your touch screen booking in now, they've moved it because it used to be like, did you pack your own bags and you press yes? And then it says, did you have ammunition? And you have to press no. No. And yes. if you like accidentally double tapped, but now they've moved the little button. So they're not, um, you, you won't accidentally double tap anymore. I have accidentally double tapped before. Yeah. It was oh. pain. You were like, oh, you accidentally told them you had Just a gun in your arms. Bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Um, what were we possibly talking about before? Se- uh, this census. Oh, this is kind of yeah, what they want to know. You have to fill out your dwelling form and say like how many bedrooms there are in it, and if you have gas or electricity. I do think they maybe? could ask, yeah, like crazier questions. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, be like, what's your star sign, and do you or, like what's your favorite it? color? Yeah, and then we could like good. do the flag, you know, just surprise everyone with something, or like, yeah. you know, are you? Uh, do you run hot or cold? What was the song of the summer for 2023 for you? <laughs> exactly. It'd be amazing. <laughs> Beards, you know amazing is like, or beer faces. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, I've really noticed like the Vegemite Marmite like difference in Australia. So, cause in New Zealand, we have equal amounts of Vegemite and Marmite mm. on the shelf. So you just don't see Marmite here. And I do think that's so crazy because you can get like Whitakers here. You can get most. Oh yeah, is Whitakers available in Australia? Basically, yeah. I saw uh, some. A, a Tim Tam, Tim Tams are in Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. It's basically exactly the same, except no Marmite, which is sort of weird. Do they have Vogels? Now that I cannot confirm because they do have Vogels in the UK, but it's different. It's like. It's, the Vogels in the UK is a bit more like Bergen. This is like what Monty and I were talking about with how everyone used to think Cadbury chocolate was made like in their home, but it's actually like, it's a British thing, but I thought it was a Kiwi thing. Yeah, because we, we had the factory. Yeah. Well, what were they doing there? Just like gaslighting us. They're like, we'll keep the factory up, but like, we're not actually turning out any chocolate. Yeah, no chocolate's being made here. Oh my gosh. That is a huge conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> 
We really like ran with it thinking it was ours. Did they, did they just own that building and nothing? No, but there was tours. There were tours, right? I think they probably made it a little bit, but you, not a lot. Do you, you would were, never, do you buy Cadbury's now? Uh, very, very, very occasionally. I feel like there was that huge like palm oil like commerce. And that was when Whitakers were like, get him. Like, yeah. this is our chance. Mm. And like, that was it. But Cadbury's no palm oil anymore. Nestle right. Palm Oil, yes. Nestle, Nestle, big bad boys. Cadbury, Nestle. I think are all... Because and we all really got back into Cadbury when, when Caramel came out. I think we can all be brave enough True. to admit that. Yeah, that's the last time we really did buy it. Mm. Yeah, and then Whitaker's, of course, released Blondie, so now you don't even have to do it for that. <laughs> it's too sweet for me, weirdly. God, this is a name. This is truly so a name. So much food chat today. So much yeah, food chat. Sorry, sorry. I should really be talking about like the vibe in Melbourne. Yeah, Give you how an Australian is the, report. What is the vibe in Melbourne? I'm staying in a suburb called Cremorne. Where's uh, that? Yeah, exactly. It's just out of Richmond. Um, oh, yeah. So I feel like I really live here. I'm getting a sense of what it's like to be a local here. Nice. Um, how, do you, how do you get in and out? Is there a tram all the way? A in tram it. Yeah, tram it all the way. Nice. God, they're, they're so lucky they get their trams. But you're not, are you in the free zone or do you have to tap on? No, I'm tapping on and I'm tapping off. Nice. Yeah, which is really good. I mean, that's really about it. It's like, it is very similar to New Zealand in so many respects, except that, you know, oh, it's 6.30 where you are. Yeah. So it's 4.30 where I am. Huge difference. Huge it's quite difference. cold in Aotearoa today. So it's cold enough I'm for it to autumn. be a new story. You're it's into a new story. autumn? Yeah, big time. Oh, I love it. This season is so hot and re- it's the sexiest season of the year. To me, it's very grim. To me, it's really a sign that um, dark times are like the, it's been getting darker earlier every day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I find me, that like, romantic. No, no. We didn't even have a summer, right? It was just a couple of days. Yeah, I got a all right summer because I was in South Island for a bit of it and that was nicer. But. Auckland got messed up. And when I went to Dunedin, I got there and it was like so cold. And they were like, you literally are two days late from the best summer Dunedin's ever had. They were like, it's been hot, hot, hot all the time. 25 (laughs) degrees. Dunedin's been absolutely loving it. That's just classic, isn't it? You always arrive somewhere and they're like, you've just missed the good weather. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody. So that's another reason why I was kind of, I'm not, I wasn't fully happy while I was in Dunedin. Because I just missed out on the goodies. Well, I mean, what else is there left to discuss? I, I'm sure there was something I wanted to talk to you about. Maybe it was Lana Del Rey. Well, you, you've Maybe. left it to, you know, 40 minutes in to I bring know. it up. So it can't have been too pressing. Yeah. No, nah, it wasn't. What was it about Lana Del Rey? She'd done something. She got a new album out. It came out Friday. Did you know uh, there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? What's that? Did I know what? Did you know there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? That's the name of the album. It's also the name of one of the uh, tracks. Is she gay? No, she's as straight as they come. And actually, when you hear her talk and see her vibe in real life, you could she could not be a more um, kind of just basic, <laughs> basic B to me. But then her music is so interesting and weird. But here's actually what I want to say about Lana Del Rey. She's released too much music. And there was something that was really bugging me. In the prom- promotion for this new album, she did an interview where she said, her album that came out last year, Blue Bannisters, she was like, I didn't do any promo because I didn't want anyone to listen to it. And God, it pisses... I don't like how musicians sometimes bag their own music. Well, I definitely bag my own jokes. <sighs> yeah, I guess a little bit. A little bit. 
But are you ever like, because I, I remember when Charlie XX was like, this album is all trash that I released. Like, and it was only like six months after it came out. She was like, it's all trash. I'm never doing that song, that song again. Would you ever say that about one of your shows? Just immediately be like, it was trash. No. It's like, you just, it's a defensive thing, right? Like when you're like a little insecure about it. So it's better to pile down on it. Yeah. And Grimes has done the same thing. I remember Grimes being like, that album People that do you it when loved, cooked. I hated it. They do it all the time when you cook, you know, you like make dinner for people. You're like, I'm so sorry. This is utter shit. This is garbage. Don't even put it in your mouth. True. Yeah. I do that every time I put yeah. the plate down. If, I, if I've kind of freestyled the meal, I'm like, now I'm worried about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, yeah, I guess I almost felt the impetus to do it on stage in Dunedin when I was like the first night that I did the show and I know there's significant stretches where I'm kind of winging it because I've never like spoken that bit out loud or I haven't fully perfected it in in writing because I'm like I just kind of am going to work it out and there's a big part of me that wants to say out loud by the way (laughs) I just made that up I'm a genius (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little piece of trash Um, we better go yeah you know when do you have your first show Chris? I open um, well on Thursday, so that may be today, or that may be yesterday, or that might be... It depends when this gets released. Yes, yeah, so um, true. So, I could well be open now. So, if you are in Melbourne and you want to come see me live, and, you know, I'll discuss less food-related subjects, then, um, you know, you can book a ticket, and the link's in, in my bio, as it, as it always is. I think you should open the show. Where is the Marmite? <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> it's good in my goat. <laughs> Ma might be like, Vigi might be like, yeah, but peanut butter. Where's that from? Yeah, that's sort of what I'm thinking. Where is peanut butter from? I think we should leave it on that. Mm. Nelson, if you're talking about picks. Yeah, yeah, true. Wellington, if you're talking about Fix and Fox, and those are the only two places that peanut butter comes from. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, you want to plug done. your shows? Yeah, I'm performing in Christchurch in two weeks in Little Andromeda, and actually the, the tickets are selling quite fast for that. And then I'm performing in the Comedy Festival in Wellington and <sighs> Auckland. It's that time of the year again. Yeah, sure is. We saw about this podcast. It was total shit. It was. We should yeah, have released it. We actually shouldn't have released it. We don't listen to this podcast. This one. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. It's not a phase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 